This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Absolutely delighted to be with you today. It is the day the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm always doubly happy on Wednesdays because it is the day that we spend with Sue Brinkman talking about wacky things. And my gracious sakes, we don't run out of things to talk about, which is the unfortunate reality of it all. But hopefully, it is a benefit to you as you continue to make your way to life on high in Christ Jesus. We don't want you to get caught up in the snares that the evil one has laid on that path to try to prevent you from reaching that ultimate goal of being in our Lord Jesus Christ and with our Lord Jesus Christ together with our Lord Jesus Christ. So we try to point out some of those obstacles and hindrances that have been thrown at us uh, so that we don't get caught up in them. That That is the plain and the simple of why it is that we do Wacky Wednesdays. We're always eager to hear from you right here, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. We do invite you to pick up the phone and give us a call. I'd like you to call early so that we can get to you. If you're a first-time caller, we want to know. We will ring our first-time caller bell to welcome you for your debut here on Women of Grace. And we'll do the same thing for you if you're a first-time submitter out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Just use the chat feature there. Put in your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement. We'll retrieve it and get it up on the board. Matthew Gubensky is going to answer your phone calls. Michael McCall is going to do the retrieving and get your questions or comments up there if you leave them to EWTN Radio's. YouTube channel or Facebook page. And Rich Jesse, well, he's just sitting in that control room manning all of those buttons and controls and levers and everything else that goes on in there. It's it's sort of like, I don't even know what. It's like almost slate of hand how this all works together for the good. But all of that being said, uh, he is producing our program today. Sue is going to be with us after our first break. We've got all kinds of things to talk about today. Your questions and comments, of course, always very, very welcome. We provide this program program as a service to you. And we certainly do want you uh, to know that we, uh, you know, we, we even defer the topics that we've got listed uh, to be able to take your calls because we know how important it is. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986 is the way that you can join us. Now, I do want to let you know that uh, Sue is going to be conducting uh, a, a, a book study uh, another book study. She does our book studies for us here at Women of Grace, at, and it begins March 4th. Now, at one point in time, March 4th sounded really far away. I don't know how it sounded to you, but it sounded way in the distance. Suddenly, here we are. We are on what is usually the last day of February, although it's a leap year, so we get an extra day. Uh, that means that you get an extra day to sign up to join us for this beautiful book study on a lovely book, short in numbers of pages, but oh my gosh, deep, rich, and expansive uh, in the spiritual opportunity it offers us to grow more deeply in love and in union with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's called Seasons of the Soul, written by Blessed Conchita. 
And here what she is doing is comparing our spiritual life, our spiritual growth uh, to the seasons of the year. And it's beautifully done, very, very beautifully done. It's very rich, uh, quite lovely. Uh, very eager to have you attend this book study. Sue's going to be taking us through. We're going to be following it up very closely very closely on its heels with another book study, uh, another small book, but oh my goodness, deep, 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 rich, 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 expansive, expansive, expansive in terms of what it uh, helps us to understand about our Blessed Lady. It is called Icon of Trust, and that is going to begin on April the 15th, so you can sign up for that as well. Uh, So all of these book studies coming one after the other, that's going to be followed up uh, with a book study uh, called In the School of the Holy Spirit by uh, Father Jacques Philippe. And that's going to be amazing. Now, if you look at them, they're all kind of geared to, to the liturgical time of the year that we're in, right? So when we be uh, this study beginning now, uh, you know, we're entering into uh, uh, the, the, the middle of Lent. It will be pretty deep into Lent by then, heading towards Passion Week. Perfect opportunity to study about the spiritual life and growth in it, followed up by a book on Our Lady, uh, which will take us beginning. April the 15th will set us up and take us into May, the month of our mother, and then followed by the book uh, on the Holy Spirit uh, in the School of the Holy Spirit. And that book, of course, is going to take us to Pentecost. Uh, So there is a method to the madness in the selection of these books, and it's going to be beautiful. As I say, none of them are terribly, terribly big and complicated. However, they are all very, very spiritually rich. So we're really eager for you to get out to our website, sign up for these book studies. Uh, All of the information is there. You can register right online. Uh, I I just know it's it's going to be just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for you. Also in April, another beautiful opportunity coming up for you, and that is going to be our Benedicta Institute for Women. It's our spring spring week-long immersive at Our Lady of Florida uh, Spiritual Center right there on the East Coast of Florida. Dr. Donald Wallenfang is going to be leading us uh, through the course of the week uh, in, in a discovery of the answer to the question, Who is Woman? The Journey from Eve to Mary. It is going to be absolutely dynamic. Uh, we um, have some room still available, not much room still available because we don't want to have this overrun by numbers of people. Discussion is important. We want to be able to manage that in in a good way. Uh, And so we do have numbers of women that have signed up already. We have a few spots still available. So if you've been sitting on the fence, I really want to encourage you to sign up to join us there. Uh, All of the information, once again, available for you at our website. Just get on out there. Take a look at it. We will answer any questions that you have. You will talk with um, Erica Segovia, who uh, can take you into the the nitty-gritty of how all of this comes together uh, and what it's about. Now, you can take these classes for spiritual enrichment purposes. Uh, But you can also take them for a certification in Catholic women's leadership. We're quite excited about that. Uh, To this date and time, I don't know of any other uh, organization, educational uh, institution, uh, or or apostolate that offers you a certification in Catholic women's leadership. So it's quite unique. Uh, We really do believe that um, uh, this is something that the Holy Spirit wants. Uh, And and it's, you know, I think it's coming by way of of St. Teresa Benedict 
Church of the Cross, Yiddishstein, uh, you know that this great saint of God, a martyr at Auschwitz, very brilliant woman, was a philosopher uh, prior to her uh, entry into religious life. She was known as Yiddishstein. Uh, after that, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. Uh, but she was a, a philosopher, a phenomenologist, specifically uh, St. John the Paul II knew of Edith's work. As a matter of fact, he references her in some of his writings uh, that he's given to us on women. And you can hear her echo, you know, in much of what he writes. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, she had a philosophy uh, regarding uh, women and a philosophy on the education of Catholic women and women's role uh, in society. Uh, Very important role. Uh, Boy, I could go on and on about that. But we're bringing all of this together, coalescing all of this together for a certification in Catholic women's leadership. It's very, very exciting. We'd love for you to join us. Get out there, sign up for it. Hey, there's that music. Sue is waiting in the wings. I'm eager to get her right here with us. Uh, So we are inviting you to call us at 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We're going to answer your questions today. Starting off with a couple of topics at the front end and then straight to you. Give us a buzz. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Well, I just want to tell you that music, honestly, it really suits the day we're having here in Birmingham. It's a rather overcast, oppressive looking day with thunderstorms coming. (laughs) So that music kind of sets the theme, right? It kind of sets the environmental aspect of what's happening here in Birmingham. I don't know what it's doing where you're located today, but I hope you're having a beautiful day in the Lord. Actually, you know, the weather should not really impact anything much. I mean, I know it does have an effect on our emotions and all of that stuff, but the fact of the matter is we know that behind every one of those clouds, there the sun is shining, right? Uh, so even when we have clouds in our life and circumstances and all seem very gloomy, the fact of the matter is just on the other side of all of that is that sun spelled S-O-N, our Lord Jesus Christ, And he will penetrate all of that gloom and doom. And his divine and holy life and will for us will shine through. And everything will be glorious. And if we hold on to that, we can actually pierce through with that virtue of hope. And open up the way to receive those graces. So there you have it. Anyway, just a little uh, forecast here on the weather and other such matters. <laughs> Sue is with us. 833-288-EWTN is the way that you can join us. That music always signals that it's Wednesday. And it's always a wacky Wednesday here on Women of Grace Live, where we love to have holy conversation with you. We are eager to hear from you today with your questions. Uh, phone lines are lighting up. Oh, my gracious sakes. There they go. Uh, and we're happy about that. So uh, we still have a couple of lines open. You might want to chime in early. But uh, before we get to you, hold on. Don't get off the phone. Don't get off the line there. But all that being said, uh, we've got Sue with us. Hey, Sue, welcome, welcome. Well, I'm so happy to be here. And it happens to be raining here. Oh, dear. So, (laughs) yeah, we have that nice. But you know what they say, April showers bring May flowers. Now, I know it's not even March yet, but. (laughs) <laughs> we think that the spring is coming because Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, he saw his shadow, which means that spring is going to come early. And we're like, yay, we'll take it because we had more snow this year than we did the last couple of years, actually. So we're hoping that maybe we won't get any more snow. Wouldn't well, that, that would nice? be really great. 
That would be really that great. Be- I do have to tell you that we here in Birmingham, uh, you know, we've had some very fluctuating weather. But the fact of the matter is we've got daffodils that are poking through. The grass is getting Ooh. green in spots. Um, in addition to that, in, 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 in our backyard on the patio area, uh, the, the um, you know, flowering pots, they're just filled with pansies that are so glorious. Oh, my gracious, every oh. multicolor. So it's very cheery out back at our house. And it, even as I look out the front window here up here uh, in the studio, I can see, uh, you know, the signs of the spring are coming. So we just hold on to that. But I'll tell you what, we, we need that new springtime that John Paul II yeah, talked too. about because things are dark and gloomy in the culture. Uh, we want to we talk about dark and gloomy things on, on, on the show on Wednesdays because it's important that we don't get trapped by them. But I want you to talk with us about some of the dangers uh, that parents don't necessarily suspect or don't pay much attention to or think that their kids will grow out of uh, uh, that uh, or permeate their media. Uh, their their literature, uh, you know, uh, the, the, some of the video games, etc. We want to talk about that young man who um, shot up that school up north. A mother recently prosecuted and found guilty of uh, uh, second-degree manslaughter, I believe, because the parents ignored the signs of the young man. So talk with us a little bit about what they've discovered about him. I, his name is Ethan. Yes, Ethan Crumley. His name is Ethan Crumley. He was plagued by this this young man, 15 years old. He was plagued by a dark side. He had thoughts of violence that he couldn't stop. He would hear voices that he couldn't stop. And he believed himself to be the devil. Uh, this A lot of this came out during the trial of his mother, Jennifer Crumley, who was just convicted about two weeks ago now uh, of four counts of involuntary manslaughter because her and her husband bought this 15-year-old a gun, uh, which, of course, is illegal for a minor to own a gun, uh, but they bought it for him. And uh, he actually – they were called to the school the day of the shooting to be told that they had found a math worksheet that had a very disturbing picture drawn on it that Ethan had done for his homework. And it was a gun and a bloody human body, and the words were, the thoughts won't, won't stop, help me. This was on his paper. So the school called the parents. They both came into school, and they, they, they said to the parents, he needs mental health treatment within 48 hours. And her and her husband deferred, saying, well, they both had to get back to work, and it wasn't a good idea to leave Ethan alone at home at that particular day. So they mutually agreed with the school, okay, we'll let him stay in class. Well, two hours later, Ethan, who had the gun in his backpack, he was probably sitting in there with the teachers with this gun in the backpack, went into the bathroom, took the gun out of the backpack, and opened fire on his schoolmates. And he killed four of them, uh, two of which were were killed execution style. Uh, This boy had terrible problems. He started to fool around with a, a Ouija board back in 2015. Um, his mother kind of dismissed a thread of text messages that that they uncovered that have him, Ethan, texting the mother and saying, I think the house is haunted, followed by some weird things are happening. Now I'm scared. I've got videos and pictures of a demon throwing bowls. I'm not joking. Uh, I just want to be an outsider for a while. Can you at least text me back? And the mother said in the courtroom, oh, he was just messing with us. He was saying things were going on, that silverware was flying around. He was just kidding. They didn't they didn't take him seriously. But he confessed to having thoughts 
of conducting a school shooting and that these thoughts were constant in his head. This was in the journal that they found in his backpack. They found the journal that he couldn't stop these sounds. In a cell phone video created the night before the attack, he said, there's no heaven, there's no God, there's no Satan, there's no hell, earth is hell. And in the same video, he talks about how much fun it will be to shoot up his classmates and referred to himself as the devil. Um, he said that his dark side was taking over. In one entry he wrote, he said, I feel an evil around me and even the dog sense it. Hmm. He was very cruel and sadistic to animals um, he just did terrible things to a, a little family of baby birds that he just wrote glowingly about how he tortured these little things. Oh my um, and he fantasized about shooting the school up. And he said that he wants to hear the screams when, when the people are being shot. And he wrote on, he went on to say that I hope every parent of the kids I gratefully murder oh. will be so sad that they kill themselves. How does a parent not see this kind of darkness in their child. How do they not see it? They don't mention any siblings. And I'm wondering, you know, if, if Ethan was an only child, how did they not see that? And the stuff that he was text messaging, the mother just kept dismissing it. Oh, he was just, he was just messing around. He didn't really mean it. Um, but look at his, his diary. Look at the things he's saying, how he's, uh, how he was so sadistic and cruel and fascinated with this idea of shooting of shooting people and then they buy him a gun i, I think oh, i can see why in, in a way that this woman was convicted of involuntary manslaughter she's going to be sentenced um in april and she could face up to 60 years in prison for that and as his father is going on trial it begins next week so the father yeah, also being with that. Yeah, I, re I remember that his father was uh, also going to be going on trial. And, you know, the thing of it is, Sue, uh, you know, he, the, the young man, the parents might not have even known about the journal. I, I don't know if they did or not. I didn't watch the proceedings of the trial. Uh, but what I do know is you don't take any of that lightly. You, you have to be aware of what your children are doing. And you have to also be very aware of the uh, change in mood and the change in temperament, the change in personality, actually, as it turns out in this case. Uh, and not just think that this is necessarily a phase. And, and I think that what is you know stunning about this and you've pointed this out, was his involvement with the occult. Now, oftentimes, you know, when we talk about the fact that uh, participating in these things that, that are occult in nature um, or stimulating uh, a curiosity in your children's mind by buying them things that are related to the occult uh, or letting them read literature that's related to the occult, people think you go overboard. We do not because this is a possibility. Is it, is it necessarily, a, a, you know, a consequence that will happen? can't say it will happen but the point is why and especially if a child seems to be um, emotionally fragile for any reason whatsoever uh, you know then heightened awareness uh, even to you know a vigilant degree making certain that you're filling your children's minds with all that is good true and beautiful and trying to lead them in that direction this unfortunately I don't think is singular uh, you know, I think that we, we know that a lot of these uh, young mass shooters have been involved in dark things, uh, Dungeon and Dragons, uh, those kinds of um, uh, uh, activities and, and video games. Uh, we know that a lot of them had that history. So th there seems to be a running thread, right? 
and you pour a little bit of gasoline on by emotional fragility or a broken home or uh, other kinds of tensions that might exist within the household and uh, or children that uh, you know are, have been marginalized by their own peer group and you you potentially have a very serious situation and that's what happened here to Ethan. There was some history with the parents and different places where they lived where the neighbors had said that they didn't like the parents. They, the parents didn't weren't around a lot. They left the kid alone by by himself and that. So there were some issues there with the parenting. But uh, I, I mean, I asked myself this question the other day. I, I was just sitting there thinking, Lord, you know, why wouldn't a parent take some of these things seriously? And it's because I think that the parents, along with really the rest of society now, has been so inured to anything satanic, the way it's being presented in Hollywood is being harmless, mm-hmm. that they just don't think it's that big a deal anymore. Oh, it's just, you know, it's kind of made up. This is just this make, make-believe stuff. No one really believes in that anymore because you know, it, Hollywood sort of dominates that scene. And it's, really, Hollywood is the one who, who paints the narrative out there about, about Satan uh, you're not saying anything that's truthful about it, and the, the the parents are saying, "Well, look, this is the material that's in all the all the movies. It's the material that's in all the books. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to monitor every little thing that that my child is reading?" Well, you look at a story like this, this Ethan Crumley, you know, from a middle class family. I mean, normal, technically normal upbringing in that. Okay, his parents were a little bit negligent, but no parent is perfect. But Look! Look at the way he he spiraled downhill, and then he's playing with Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. So you know what Satan does? He 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 attaches himself to any of our vulnerabilities and just makes them worse. Um, and there he is fooling around with this Ouija board. And at one point, the mother even said she went down and and, and well, there he and his friend were playing with the board in the basement. She um, turned the lights off just to spook him. So it was all just just a game. It was just something funny, and little did they know. Um, that this child was beginning to associate himself as a demon, mm-hmm. was hearing demons, was talking constantly about his dark side. And, you know, I'm, I'm tired of living with this darkness inside me. Um, and he said he reached out to his parents uh, and, and they didn't take him seriously. Yeah. He said, you know, uh, my parents won't listen to me about help or a therapist. I, and, and I, I have fully mentally lost it after years of fighting with my dark side. This child was reaching out for help, and and nobody helped him. And this is what ended up happening. Four innocent people lost their lives. Seven others were seriously wounded in that attack. Well, to its credit, the school tried... Uh, but again, mm-hmm. you know, here we here we are, and it's it's clear that the parents uh, were um, what is the word oblivious to the fact that this kid was really struggling. And um, we, you know, we have to be aware of of what's going on in our children's lives. And again, I think safeguarding our children from these kinds of things. The problem that we have in the culture today is that all of this business, you know, the new age, uh, all of its uh, modalities and therapies, um, part of the new age being Western occultism, uh, you know, really have, it, it, it's become a thread in our culture that has been weaved into everything. And because it is so uh, ubiquitous, the, 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 the overall cultural contention is that it's acceptable. And so I'm going to sneeze here in a minute. Oh, maybe not. Um, it, it makes it, makes it such that, um, 
you know, it, it, it lessens, and, and the evil one loves this, it lessens, it lessens visibility. He can hide behind that. And we think it is, you know, all fine and games, that there is no, it, there, there might be a heaven, but there certainly isn't any hell. There, there might be a God, but there certainly isn't any devil. Everything that's spiritual is good. Well, I just got to tell you, that isn't the case. And here is living proof of it. Absolutely. So, and he's in, in jail for the rest of his life. Uh, he'll never get out. No possibility of, of parole. So it's a life sentence plus 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his the killings were very uh, sadistic and cruel. Uh, one one child was curled up in a fetal position begging for her life and he killed her point blank. Um, it's just it, the cruelty that was in this this child. Um, and I just it's just beyond me how there were no signs of it. The school kind of caught on when he when he drew that picture. But I just can't believe that you're living in a house with with someone like this and and you just don't see any signs of it. It just seems almost impossible to me that 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 could be that that could happen. But maybe you can, Johnette. I don't know. I don't have children, so I don't know that. Um, uh, But obviously he was way down that road. And then, you know, they bought him a gun. And he was already way down that road um, as far as thinking himself a demon and, and having thoughts that he couldn't stop anymore, obsessive thinking about killing. Uh, it's just – it's bad. It's just very yeah. bad what happened there, and I think it could have been avoided. That that could have been avoided, but it wasn't, no. and this, these families now live with that loss uh, for the rest of their lives. And the, the children, one was 14, one 17, two were 17, and one was 16. So they were just beginning their lives. One of them actually tried to stop him, um, mm-hmm. and, and he was died. He, the 16-year-old died trying to stop the, the shooter. So, yeah, that was it was just awful, and it traumatized every child in the school that day. Yeah. Well, I, it, you know, I think that um, it, as we see what's happening in these court proceedings, it, it, it's ushering in um, – Uh, you know, a new moment where parents can be held accountable for the deeds of their children. And we Mm -hmm. have to be very attentive uh, for the sake of our child. I mean, if we truly love our child, we are watching out for their best interest and the ultimate best interest is eternal life. But we're watching out for all kinds of things that can stymie the the emotional, uh, physical and spiritual growth. Uh, psychological growth of our children. So we've got a big task in front of us. And I think, unfortunately, Sue, you know, as we move forward in time, uh, there are atrocities that are committed every single day that are legal. Uh, You know, you only have to point to the death of a child in the womb of its mother being legal. And what message are we sending as a culture? What message are we sending? All right. Well, more to come on the other side of the break. We're going to head to the phone lines. We've got some callers waiting. They've been so very patient. All of that being said, you can call us 2833-288-EWTN. We have two, no, three lines open for you. 833-288-3986. Pick up the phone, give us a call or go out to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Put in your question or comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement. We'll retrieve it and we'll address it. Coming right back. Stay tuned. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. 
Well, welcome back, everybody. It is so great to be with you today. We love spending this time with you Monday through Friday discussing issues of importance to your life and your faith. On Wednesdays, it's Wacky Wednesday. And it being Wednesday, well, it's Wacky Wednesday here today with Sue Brinkman talking about some of the strange things that we see happening out there. You can contact us in a variety of ways. I suggest if you're in North America that you use our toll-free number. It is 1-833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. You also can contact us on this number if you're outside of North America. It is country code 1-205-271-2985. And of course, we're available for you out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Just go to one of those two social media outlets. You can put your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement in the chat feature. We'll retrieve it and get it up on the board. If you're a first-time caller, first-time submitter, well, we want to know. And I will ring my welcome bell for you. Uh, we have Rich Jesse producing today. We have Michael McCall out there getting your social media questions up on the board, retrieving them and publishing them for us. And we also have Matthew Gubensky, and Matthew is answering the phones. So we're all set. We're ready for you. Sue, are you ready to go to the phone lines? Absolutely. Okay, I want to start with Anthony because he is driving through Georgia, and I'll tell you what, he's been outrageously patient with us since the beginning. Hello to you, Anthony, listening to us on Sirius XM, Station 130. It's good to have you with us. Hi, thank you. Thank you. We're going to have a great day today. So where you are, it's raining, but right now I'm in Good thing. Good. Um, my question, my comment, you, know, you talk about parents being, you know, being doing the right thing for their children. I know a family that they have an abundance of everything, and they have teenage children, and they are Catholic, but they do not practice anything that's Catholic. Christmas Eve is about food. Christmas Day is an abundance of gifts, and Easter is the Easter egg hunt. It has nothing to do with what what the Catholic religion is. The mother lived by psychic advice and card reading, everything along those lines. But the thing is, is that everything they touch turns to gold. They have everything. This is on psychic advice. Now, how is, and again, the children see this. I don't think that the kids at this point are doing anything as far as going to any of these psychics. But how do you explain that when you say that, you know, it's, it's wrong that the kids shouldn't? But yet they do, and you know what happens is that. And again, they have. And when I mean an abundance, it's an abundance, and it's all on the advice of sight. Hmm. Well, you know that's a big question, Anthony. But I think that we can give you some insight. Go ahead, Sue. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what comes to mind for me is Matthew five. You know that that the Lord makes His sun rise on the evil as well as the good. Uh, but another thing to consider here, too, is that that you may not be seeing that whole the whole picture there, because if it's a psychic, that person's consorting with evil directly consorting with evil. OK, that's that's a direct contact with the occult there. So the devil, who is the ruler of the world, OK, he's going to just slather that woman up with all kinds of, of goodies and riches and all this kind of stuff. You don't know what she did uh, to get all that from that 
from that demon. She, you don't even know if she's even aware that 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 she is in league with with the devil. And if she has made some kind of a pact with him, many of them do. They say, "Hey, you you make me famous, and I'll be yours forever." You don't know anything else except what you're actually seeing in the Easter egg hunts and all the lavish gifts and all that kind of thing. What else is really going on in their lives? And I'm thinking about one of the psychics, the most famous um, psychics, Teresa Caputo of the Long Island uh, medium who had her own television show and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, she had a nice big house, blessed her mother statue on the front lawn, claimed to be so, you know, very wonderful and, and, and whatever. Uh, but her marriage is falling apart. I mean, she's had all kinds of issues in her life. So you don't know what actually is going on. It might look as though that, that family has it all. Um, but do they really? And what's really going on? Uh, in the depths of that person's soul, which is only really known to God. What's really happening behind closed doors in that family? So, you know, the Lord, it, he does say, you know, he makes his sun rise in the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Um, but also it, it does say in Psalm 73, but for they have no pangs until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. They're not in trouble as others are. They're not stricken like the rest of mankind. But in the end, they're facing their maker. And and it, it's not it's not a pretty scene. So that's what I would say about it. God's God's going to make his son rise on the evil as well as the, as the just because he wants to convert those. He wants to give them every opportunity to convert and come back to him. In that case, that person needs prayer if they're if they are actually a practicing psychic because they are in league with the devil. That's well, where and, they're and getting all their information. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes, absolutely. With the psychic, this woman, I, I think, is consulting psychics. If I have it correct, Anthony. Okay. Uh, and it seems as though she's getting everything, but it's you know, one leads to the other. The fact of the matter is, and, and this is important to understand, that these kinds of of activities can become quite addictive, and the evil one is very happy to get you enticed and to, and to hold you captive. And one of the ways in which he does that is that he can, uh, through the natural order, begin to uh, bring to you uh, all kinds of, of, of material comforts and pleasures. Uh, he, he does have certain powers. He can do that. He's not as powerful as God, never will be. He's a creature created by God. Uh, but this oftentimes is the way that he lures people into uh, a deeper kind of... Um, dependency upon what's going on. I I love the passages that you quoted there, Sue. Another one, you know, that comes to my mind is what if a man gains the whole world but loses his soul, right? But then there is this one, and I think, Anthony, this might apply very well. This is in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I read this frequently, and uh, the apostle is writing to his disciple Timothy, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of stress, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, inhuman, implacable, slanderous, profligates, fierce, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, holding the form of religion, but denying the power of it. Avoid such people. Now here, here, listen to this. I mean, that pretty well sums up our current culture, but listen to this, and this might apply very neatly to what you are uh, asking about today and the woman that you uh, uh, bring to the conversation. It says this, for among them, are those who make their way into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins, 
and swayed by various impulses who will listen to anybody and can never arrive at a knowledge of the truth. And one of the facts of the matter, and Sue, I think that you'll attest to this, is that when you get involved in this, it seems as though everything is wonderful. But the fact of the matter is, on the exterior, everything might be, uh, you know, looking all put together. On the interior, however, it's sawdust. On the interior, there is no happiness, no joy, no fulfillment. And they keep running to people like this psychics uh, to try to resolve an issue that is only right. uh, creating even a deeper pit out of which they cannot get. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. there you have it. Yeah, and I, I, I apologize, Anthony. I, I, for some reason, I wasn't hearing that whole conversation, and I, it sounded to me as if you were saying that the woman herself was the was the psychic. Uh, but th no, the fact no, that she no. was not okay. They lived their life on the advice of. On the advice of, but you know what? That just that leads you to to ask why? Yeah. Why does she need to go to a psychic? What is she so afraid of? What is her word? Yeah, what is motivating she, her to go see a psychic? You know. I I well, what's motivating her is the success that she's had in the past based on their advice. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, because should I do this? Should I not do this? What happened so, to my husband? So, so it sounds. It sounds as though it sounds as though uh, material goods and pleasures are their god, right? Uh, yeah. Psalm Psalm uh, seventy three. Truly, God is good to the upright, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled; my steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For not from the east or from the west, and not from the wilderness comes lifting up, but it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord, oh wait a second, I think that I flipped too far there. Uh, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, I turned too quickly, uh, for they have no pangs. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They are not in trouble as other men are. Mm -hmm. They are not stricken like other men. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out with fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongue struts through the earth. Uh, therefore, the people turn and praise them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands of innocence. And then he goes on and he says, uh, uh, you know, as he goes, um, uh, you know, when my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was stupid and ignorant. I was like a beast toward thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. So he goes on and says, yeah, when I was thinking like that, I was a fool. So the fact of the matter is, um, it, it is not for us to to um, meet out, you know, uh, uh, punishment or even really uh, any kind of um, acknowledgement. It's just for us to continue to move forward in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. they will discover, won't they, Sue? Oh, they will, because I was just thinking the other verse that came to my head was when Jesus warns about people building their house on sand. Mm -hmm. And you look at all the riches that this woman has come come by um, because of visiting with this psychic. She's building her house on sand. And what's going to happen when one strong wind comes along? It's going to be destroyed. And that's exactly what Satan does. He lifts you up. He gets you so comfortable. You're so that's pat. Right. You think nothing could ever bad happen to you. And then what does he do? He pulls the rug right out from under you and he laughs as you fall. 
That's, That's what right. he does because he's ultimate cruelty and, and his M.O. is to destroy you. It's always to destroy and, and that's what that's he, what will happen if she keeps depending on this person. That's exactly right. Well, Anthony, thanks for your call today. You you helped us enter into, I think, a really good discussion and um, share with all of you some good scripture passages that we should go and read more than one time. Thanks, Anthony. You drive carefully through Georgia, okay? Thank you. You're day. welcome. God bless you, too. We have Patricia with us, and she is in Massachusetts, Sue, listening to us via Station of the Cross. Good morning to you, Patricia. How are you? Good morning, Jonette, and again, I'm a number one fan. I spoke to you a few weeks ago, and yes, I am continuing to drive the highways and byways of Massachusetts listening to your program, and I'm loving this wacky Wednesday. I just want to update about my uh, ex-husband and my daughter. They are now going to be together, hopefully, in a rehab center, and I just had to share on Ash Wednesday, as we are in our our Catholic Lenten journey. I went to visit them as I have been regularly, as I said, Jonette, and I still, I visited them on Ash Wednesday and praised Jesus. There were ashes on both of their foreheads. I know Wonderful. we're talking about a little negativity here, but again, I've said the Lord will prevail with all this evil warfare that's going on. But I just have the goosebumps now. I listened to your prayer you gave me back on the 12th of February, and I'm just saying, slowly but surely, my daughter has been through every floor in that hospital. She's now, even ICU, is now going to be going to rehab to get her walking strength back. I have the rosary beads hanging on her bedside, as I used to do with my father. And I'm telling you, Jeanette, there's the medical field, but in my faith, it's the faith field. And let me tell you, the angels are in the outfield, and they are watching over us. And I said, anyone that has a medical issue going on right now, just turn to our faith. And I, that was such a gift. Both of them had ashes on their forehead in a medical facility. So that was a gift for me that day. And again, I am, am enjoying this program as I travel a lot, the Road Warrior that we are when we have to do things for our family. And I just want to thank you for the time. I cannot, I listened to that prayer that you gave me. Thank you for your app I have on my phone now. And I would love to know, will you be touring at all up in the Northeast in Massachusetts at all? Or do I just refer to your website to see? Because I would love to see you in person, my friend. And again, thank you for putting me on your rosaries and the beautiful prayer. So I just had to share, that's my light of the story today. And we pray for the evil that's going out on this world. But again, the Lord will prevail. And I always, thank you for the Always, yes. always, always. Patricia, this is indeed good news, and I am so happy for you. And I'm so grateful because I'll tell you what, your example and your witness to us shows that when we have hope in God, faith in God, put our trust in God, good things happen. Sometimes we walk through the valley of tears, but we fear no evil because our Lord is at our side, and he will bring us into that safe pasture. There is no question about it. And you've seen that. You're watching it happen. You've been experiencing it step by step, and uh, your your daughter and and your ex husband are blessed to have you, uh, blessed to have you praying for them, uh, attending to them, uh, concerning yourself about every stage of their care, 
and and ultimately just standing by them in their time of need. So you are a great woman. Yeah, just go out to the website. Uh, you can find out where I'm going to be. I don't know that I'm going to be in Massachusetts anytime soon, but you can always join us for any of our online events. And, um, you know, we do have Women of Grace groups up in Massachusetts. Our, our director of mission, uh, our, uh, mission Growth and Expansion is up there, and she's one of our regional coordinators. And if you call the ministry, we can, we can get you all set up. So uh, do that, Patricia. In the meantime, you stay safe out there uh, traveling those highways and byways of the Massachusetts state. God bless you, sweetheart. Bye-bye now. And, uh, you know, there you are. You know, it's an interesting thing, Sue, because we have individuals who are going through such difficulties and trials uh, and maintain such hope. Uh, and, and that, to me, is, is, is a sure sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit and a real inspiration for those moments when we're fe- feeling, you know, just the pressure and the weight of the world and, and, and everything else that comes with it. So Patricia is a Absolutely. good, good woman. No question. Absolutely. We're gonna, go ahead. And I just want to say, and I see in that the hope, I see such hope in stories like what she's telling us now, um, in, in that God will get you through it. He That's will right. give you the grace to get you through it. She's living on grace right now herself, That's getting right. through this very, very difficult time. And, and, and he comes through. God comes through. He does not let you down. He will nope. give you the strength to get through it. He never tells us that everything's going to be fine. He tells us we're going to suffer. He comes right out and tells us that, right? But, but he does promise to always be with us. Yeah, you never walk alone through that dark times. That beautiful line in uh, John, you know, he says, um, uh, "In in the world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world." <laughs> I love it's that. I love that. Well, yes. we have Braden. Braden, I think it is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, listening via Catholic Community. Uh, good morning to you. How are you, Braden? Is it Braden? Y- yes, yes, ma'am. Good morning. How are you? Um, Very well. Have you heard of uh, Jimmy Aiken? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. So he's an uh, amazing Catholic apologist. I really love his uh, time on Catholic Answers. However, he also has a um, a YouTube channel or a podcast called Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. Um, and mm-hmm. the most recent episode that I watched of that, he was talking about spoon bending. So speaking of psychic powers, he was talking about spoon bending uh, by using psychic powers. And, and long story short, uh, he said that he himself uh, bent, bent a spoon uh, with his psychic powers uh, at a, 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 a uh, psychic convention or something that he attended um, and was speaking just about how technically the Catholic Church has no uh, problem with, has no ruling one way or the other on the existence of psychic powers. And he says that if they do exist, um, it would be a natural ability of humans that God built into human nature. But I just heard you were speaking against psychic powers, and so I'm just curious now. What? Uh, how can I uh, reconcile these two things? Oh, well, we weren't speaking against psychic powers. We were speaking against psychics. That's people who use psychic powers for the wrong reason. Uh, that That's the, a very big difference, I would say. Actually, spoon bending is a, a pretty popular trick. Uh, it's it's uh, You manipulate the spoon in such a way that when it comes time to have to show your audience how you can you can bend it, the spoon will bend. Um, I'm not saying that Jimmy Aiken did that. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen the podcast, so I, I can't really comment on what he did or did not do with, with the spoon. But, yeah, there are the people, they do believe that we do have some psychic powers. We do have some blogs written about that 
uh, at our, our blog on womenofgrace.com. If you go down to newage.womenofgrace.com, uh, you will come up to the index and just scroll down to psychic powers. Uh, things like telekinesis, psychic kinesis. There's different things like that that the church keeps her, her mind open to these things, uh, to what might be discovered about them. However, uh, they're not to be used for anything evil, such as what psychics are doing and people who are predicting the future, divination, different forms of divination, using divining rods and stuff um, uh, to, to divine the future. This is this is where we draw the line, and this is where the difference is, Braden in in um how do we use these things these particular powers that we might have um that all of us have it to a certain degree women's intuition falls into that that category as well um you know we just sometimes just know things uh in fact i think i have a blog up there on intuition so uh i i would go out and and take a look at it i i do kind of delve into the subject and tell you what the church teaching is on these different different uh matters yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be a good thing for you to do, Brayden, to go out there and read the blogs. I will say this, though. Uh, you know, the, the clairvoyance is also uh, one of those psychic powers. And the church tells us to avoid it. That's written in paragraph 2116 of, um, of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I think that, that one of the things that does concern me is an unhealthy curiosity about these things. Mm-hmm. Because the evil one will attach himself to that curiosity. Uh, He'll take advantage of it is what I mean. And he will lead us down a path that will get us deeper and deeper and deeper and further and further and further away from the revealed truth of sacred scripture and the teachings of the church. And if we have a history that is tied up with the occult um, or Satanism or anything like that, if, if we've come out of that, there is a sensitivity of spirit to it. And that sensitivity of spirit can easily be excited uh, and stimulated once again. And so we sometimes think we're on very sure footing. And what ends up happening is that we find that, you know, we succumb because we don't pay proper attention to uh, prudence and to those uh, beautiful virtues, temperance, that that keep us outside of it. And there's also a a tad of presumption in thinking that I am greater than this now. So I'm just saying best to uh, stay away from things like that in my estimation uh, you know everybody I think uh, has a tendency to allow themselves to be easily led anyway all mm-hmm. that being said Braden thank you what do you say Sue real fast absolutely I think you have you make a very good point there and it's how do how do you use those particular powers that's what you need to be very very careful with don't Amen. get involved in them it's, it's been great being with y'all today God bless you now bye bye